You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I am your host, Stephanie O'Day. We are on episode number 67, and today we're going to be talking about the messy middle. (laughs) So, I have had the last six weeks off from talking into a microphone and connecting with you in this way. So, the last six weeks... I've been on a bit of a sabbatical and we ran encore episodes. And what is so fantastic and gratifying to me is all of the emails and the messages that I've been getting about these encore episodes and how even if you listen to them a year ago, they sounded different in your brain and the way you resonated and connected with the material is different than a year ago. And that makes sense because you're constantly evolving and changing and growing and adapting to the here and the now. And who you were a year ago is absolutely who you are not right this very second. And that's what's fun about the human experience is we're not just, I don't know, like a rock sitting on a hillside and just waiting for weather and and surf and sun to change us over a huge, long, massive period of time, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. No, you are changing and evolving and adapting and growing and hopefully eventually thriving as a human. And you can continue to do that as often as you can, as often as you'd like, and and just know that stuff is happening, even if you can't necessarily quantify it or track it or or see it when you look into the mirror or, or feel it in your bones or in your body. But just know that you are constantly changing and morphing. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is the messy middle. How do you know things are happening when you're in the middle of something and you can't tell that anything is happening? And we're going to talk a little bit about trust and faith and hope and belief and how that intersects with reality (laughs) and, and just sort of maybe putting aside your skepticism or your cynicism at times and and just putting faith in your hands and, and just trusting that you will be met halfway. So I want to give a, a bit of an update of how thankful and wonderful <laughs> these past six weeks have been and how I am so just thrilled at how they all panned out and why I'm happy that I made 
the decision to run these Encore episodes. So I I decided, I don't know, mid-October that this was what was right for me and um, for my for my brain, for my mental health, for my physical health, for the health of my family, as we eased into the holiday season, I didn't want something percolating in the back of my brain, some like sort of scratch that I couldn't, or an itch that I couldn't scratch of thinking, okay, Steph, you've got to, you've got to do all of this stuff for the holidays. You've got to host Thanksgiving. You have to shop for Christmas. You have to wrap. You have to do this, 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 and this. And you have to record a slow living podcast and actually sound as if you know what you're talking about. So I am for reals, a real human, and I have ups and downs and in-betweens. And I wanted to decide on purpose that I wanted a six-week sabbatical. And I didn't want to feel guilty about it. I wanted to relish in it and lean into it and enjoy this decision, this choicing that I was making. So I reached out to Mike, my podcast guy. So hi, Mike. Thank you for all that you do. I greatly, greatly appreciate you and your team for putting up with me (laughs) and uh, your flexibility. So thank you. Um, And so I reached out to him and I said, what is the possibility of running Encore episodes? I feel like I want to take about a six-week break. And he wrote back and he said, yes, that podcasts your size sometimes run two or three weeks worth of uh, rerun or Encore episodes, and that would be just fine. So I sat with that for a while because you could look at it two ways. You could look at it as, hey, Steph, that's a really stupid idea. Um, who do you think you are that you deserve six weeks off when Mike is this podcast expert guy and he says like really big podcasts take two or three weeks off and you are a teeny tiny podcast. So why do you think you should have six weeks off? So I sat with that for a while and um, I don't know, I probably walked Sheldon for a bit and I just started thinking about what it was that I was trying to achieve and what it is that I'm trying to teach and lead and hopefully inspire and and be an example to you and, and to others out there and also to my family. And I wanted to really honor my body and my mind and be fully present throughout the holiday season. So, um, so I did that. I, I realized that I'm just in the middle here and I want to create this body of work. So my friend Jennifer that I talked to on the phone every day, she was talking about, well, how many podcast episodes are you interested in recording? Like how many? And then you feel like, okay, that is enough. And so I thought, well, gosh, I like listening to something uplifting and something um, motivating on a daily basis. So I should, I should do 365 of these. And so that's about seven years <laughs> worth of content. So in the huge scheme of things, in seven years, taking six weeks off once a year is fine. It's fine because 
I'm not rushing towards a finish line in any way. And I've got to throw in a disclaimer here and a caveat. If, if I change my mind and at some point I decide 200 is enough or 250 is enough, you, you <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But the reason I'm sharing this with you is I'm in the middle here and that's okay. And, and sometimes in the middle, you don't grow by leaps and bounds and you can't really think that you're doing something wrong by maybe at times easing up on the gas and listening to your inner voice and your intuition and the nudges that you have. And it doesn't mean that you've given up. It doesn't mean that you're falling behind. So remember, we are inching forward bit by bit. And um, the sort of affirmation that I like to use when I'm feeling a bit floundery is slow and steady, steady and slow, moving forward is how I go. And so just just think about that and, and let those kind of words wash over you and resonate. So bit by bit, inch by inch, moving forward, life's a cinch. You can do whatever it is you want to do bit by bit, slow and steady. Be the tortoise and not the hare. So I decided that I was going to take these six weeks off. And I didn't have anything planned except for to just be and just let things happen. And I was running a um, a bunch of emails and I was doing a lot of sort of front-loading work to, um, to get the Peace Course filled. And all of that was happening throughout this quote-unquote six-week break. And everything that I planned out went beautifully. It went perfectly, even though I wasn't micromanaging every teeny tiny thing. So what happened then? What happened was even though we had the house fully ready for Thanksgiving and we had, I think we were up to, I think we're up to 31 or 32 guests that we were expecting and and the house was clean and the crockpots were pulled out and I had peeled the potatoes and I had chopped the onion and the turkey had been brined and ready to go. We got out of bed. So it, it was interesting. The day before Thanksgiving, Adam didn't feel super crazy well, um, but we just sort of chalked it up to stress and seasonal colds and that kind of thing. And so, I don't know, 4.30, 4.40, the alarm was going to go off at 5 a.m. He just was awake and kind of restless. So we went downstairs, and I just kind of looked at him, and he's like, I don't feel well. I'm like, okay, dude, you're going to take a COVID test. And I don't know, within 90 seconds, that, that line turned bright, throbbing purple. He most definitely had COVID. And so we could not, obviously in any <laughs> good faith or form, host Thanksgiving. So um, he went back up to bed and I threw a mask on and um, 
we let the kids sleep in. And then, I don't know, around 7.30, 8 o'clock, we started texting and phoning people and canceling Thanksgiving. So there was that, which was as, as sort of a sign from the universe, a sign from God that, gosh, Steph, it's really good that you planned on, on having this time off that you weren't trying to force and, and do all of these things. So um, I guess now you need to take care of Adam. Um, and so he's tucked upstairs and he found a West Wing marathon to watch over the Thanksgiving weekend. And so um, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I, um, I needed to go back to work. I had the week off leading into Thanksgiving, but um, after Thanksgiving, I went back. And there was a lot of COVID swirling around and I continued to wear my mask and everything was fine. And then 10 days later, he's back at work and testing negative after some time and, and we're just fine. And then all of a sudden, I get COVID. So the jury is still out on whether or not I got COVID from Adam or if I got COVID from work. I'm leaning towards work because I work in a, a school and there was an awful lot going on. And the, my first day of testing positive and being sick, we actually had 54 kids out that day, not all from COVID. So it means the seasonal flu, it's RSV, it's colds. Um, but it was just another kind of like nod and a smile from the universe and from God that, gosh, Steph, you did the right thing by taking this time off. Like, like good for you. I'm, I'm so happy <laughs> that you made this choice. So I spent a, a week in bed just binge watching and loving on myself and just, uh, just really, really enjoying <laughs> having COVID and, and needing the time to myself. I took a bath every day. I took long naps. I ate healthy food. I probably drank two gallons of water a day. I did a lot of yoga. I did a lot of meditating um, and an awful lot, an awful lot of binge watching TV. So I actually made a list of all of the shows that I binge watched in about that five to seven day <laughs> period. And um, you can be judgy if you want and be like, gosh, that's an awful lot of TV stuff. But I loved every second of it. So what did I watch? I made a list. I watched White Lotus, great show. That's HBO. I watched a very British scandal which has, um, who's that guy? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Hugh Grant. My brain was trying to do Hugh, all these other Hughes, but it's Hugh Grant. So a very British scandal. I watched The Vow. So I'd already watched the first season of The Vow, but I watched the second season. And that is about the, the Nexium cult, the Nexium um, kind of I don't know, bad, bad stuff. So Keith Ranieri, he just got sentenced. But anyway, if you haven't seen any of that, you should also don't join a cult. Um, I watched the WeWork documentary, which was fascinating to me. And it really sort of solidified my stance of anti-hustle. So in the WeWork documentary, um, and by documentary, it's really a mockumentary. It has Anne Hathaway in it. And, um, and she's the the wife of the guy whose name I can't remember, Adam, Adam somebody. But what was interesting is all of the WeWork stuff and that kind of fast hustle, hustle, go, go, go 
work harder philosophy was happening while I was blogging a lot and I just had blinders on and I was doing my own thing and I didn't get sucked into it. And so I'm really glad. But they had this sign in the back of their office in in neon. So it was like one of those like closed or open signs that fast food restaurants have, but it said hustle harder. And um, my goodness, that shirt crashed and burned because the, the fact is, is you can't just hustle harder. <laughs> you you will eventually burn out. Um, okay. What else did I watch? Oh, a lot of Below the Deck. So if you've not watched Below the Deck, um, first off, if reality show is offensive to you and you think I'm a horrible person for watching so much reality TV, I'm sorry. Um, I really, really, really like it. And I enjoy it. And I'm happy to watch other people's drama play out. But Below the Deck is, to me, a bit like a modern day Downton Abbey that you have the rich people who are chartering the yacht and then the people below the deck who are making the yacht work and run and and all of the kind of drama that ensues. So I love that. And um, it's just really interesting. And then the last show that I watched is on Apple TV and it's called Physical and it has Rose Byrne in it, B-R-Y-N-E. I think that's how you pronounce her name. So I knew that actress from the modern day remake of the Annie movie, Orphan Annie, and she's the personal assistant or, or secretary guy of the new version of the Daddy Warbucks. And, and I can't remember any of the characters' names. But anyway, she is playing sort of a Jane Fonda character taking place in the 80s. I think it was 1986. And then as the series goes on, there's like a Richard Simmons-esque character in it. And that actor happens to be Armand from the first season of White Lotus. So anyway, everything is all interconnected. But it was really interesting. And I liked that from a, a very kind of watching a woman pay attention to her own mental drama and work through it. And there are absolutely some major trigger warnings that I want to pay attention to and and let you know about is that um, it's really an eating disorder on display. So if you think that would trigger you in any way, then stay far away from it. But if you are having just, first of all, it's, it's a great show. <laughs> it's a great period piece from the mid 80s. Um, but if you are not someone who has ever had negative self-talk and you don't know what anyone means, when they say negative self-talk, watching that show or just an episode or two so you can empathize and sort of lean into what self-loathing looks like in real life and, and what that dialogue is, that show is very helpful. And if you happen to embody that and, and have that and, and have negative self-chatter and other people in your life don't understand it, if maybe your spouse or your significant other doesn't know what that means and what it looks like, if they watch an episode or two of that, they will immediately get it without you having to explain over and over and over again what it looks like. Okay. So how does this all come full circle 
and how can you deal with the messy middle? It comes full circle because in the middle of this six-week kind of hiatus that I had, it really looked like nothing was happening, that no progress was being made, and that I was literally just on a vacation. But so much was happening under the surface, and I continued to take coaching calls and meet with people. And sometimes you can't pinpoint what is happening, and you just need to trust that where you are is further along than where you used to be. And so uh, my youngest right now, she just turned 13. She had a birthday party. And she has a science experiment. And she has three pots. And she put in the pot, and and we used good soil. I think we used miracle Grow potting soil, so it's got nutrients in it. But she's watering these pea pods. I think they're snap peas, which grow pretty darn quickly. And she's watering them, one with water, plain old tap water, one with sparkling water from a can, and then a third with milk. And uh, and the idea is to see if they have adequate moisture and sunlight, if they'll grow, regardless of whether or not it's milk or sparkling water or regular water. But right now, it just looks like three empty pots of dirt and nothing is happening. And that's what the messy middle is all about. It's not knowing what's happening under the surface. It's not knowing if the seed is starting to soften a little bit and starting to break open. It's not knowing if teeny tiny little white microscopic or or hair-like roots are starting to develop. You will not know what is happening. And all you can do is trust that under the surface, tiny little changes are occurring. Tiny growth is happening. In this, uh, in one of the Encore episodes that we did was how motivation is, is a choice and you can decide to be motivated. And, and there are times you just don't want to. You just want to, to do nothing. And moving forward, bit by bit, inch by inch, step by step, is how you get closer to whatever it is you're working towards, whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, whatever your aspiration is, whatever the future you version of you looks like. Even if to nobody else, they can't tell, they can't tell whether or not you drink whatever your goal amount of water was. No one else knows what your body feels like when you fuel it with high protein and low carb things versus loads of sugar and and heavy food. Nobody can tell by looking at you. You're not going to get complimented. You're not going to get external validation. All of that has to come from within. 
And sometimes when you're moving towards something, you kind of have to be a disruptor and you kind of have to sometimes tear some old things down. So one of my projects over the summer was to paint the living room. Well, in order to paint the living room, I had to pull all the furniture away from the wall and roll up the area rug and do so much taping around every piece of molding and every piece of window and and just so, so much. And I got to tell you, in the middle, I hated it. I didn't want to do it. It, I made more of a mess in the living room. It looked better than it did when I was in the middle. And, and the only thing to do was continue moving forward. And, and sometimes life happened. And, and sometimes I didn't get to the corner of the living room that I wanted to do. So my, my two or three week living room project ended up being, I, I don't know, roughly six or seven weeks. But that, if, if, if I stopped, if I gave up, that I, that I didn't hit that, 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 that finished living room product at the three-week mark, and if I gave up and just put the whole room back together, nothing would have happened. It, it would have stayed the same. But instead, I just kept trudging along and decided, okay, Steph, you're just going to tape off this one section today and, and do that part, and that's it. And, and just bit by bit, inch by inch, even if it looks to the outside, to someone else, to someone who's not you, that nothing is happening, stuff is happening. You are making for progress. One of the favorite metaphors that um, I came across as, as a homeowner when I was planting trees and vines in the backyard at um, our last house but I was on all of these forums for gardening, and they talk about the three-year plan, which is interesting because when I do life coaching, I talk to people about the three-year plan, and that's because everyone is super gung-ho for the new year, and they think they're going to do all of this massive change and completely upheave and up-level their life in one year, and then, I don't know, maybe by September or October, they feel discouraged because they don't feel as if they've made that much progress. So instead, we decide you're going to stick with whatever it is you're sticking with for three years. Because again, bit by bit, inch by inch, it will happen. These three years are going to pass no matter what. And so if you decide and give yourself grace that you don't need to be super crazy productive Every minute, every hour, every day, every week. I took six weeks off. That is a-okay because I'm looking at the great, big, huge, huge vision. So the the three-year plan when it comes to gardening is if you're planting a vine or you're planting a tree, is the first year it sleeps. And chances are things are happening under the surface that you don't know about. The second year, it creeps, your vine creeps, your tree creeps. And then the third year, it leaps. So, so think about it. Think about whatever it is you're trying to do. If you just decide that this is my path, this is what I'm going to do until success happens, 
do it for the three years and just decide. And if the first year something's sleeping, that's okay because it's happening under the surface. It's happening within. You're training your brain. You're training the, the different cognitive connections that are happening to, to make the second year when you're creeping possible. And then that third year when you are leaping, like literally leaping, you are so far ahead compared to where you were when you first got started. Okay? I hope that was helpful to you in some way. And just remember, if you are in that messy middle part and you don't know what the next step to take is, go quiet. Go slow. Turn it all off. Unplug. Go within. And listen. And chances are the answers will bubble up. And if you need help accessing those answers, if you need help mastering, not mastering, excuse me, mapping out your master plan, (laughs) reach out to me because that's what I do. And I do it really, really well. Okay. Consider yourself loved and hugged. We are still also in the middle of the massive January um, Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. So take advantage of that coupon code. It's all one word, massive January. And you can access the course. It's self-guided. It's pretty much the best uh, way to self-coach and move yourself forward that I've found. And so that's why it's there for you at this massive January sale. You take care and I will see you next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.